We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We do have some super chats. I want to answer some of those super chats before we get out of here. Just a reminder for people: we don't we don't bring up questions and stuff. This isn't really like a Q and A, you know, po- like a mailbag type of thing. But when people give super chats, we definitely want to we definitely want to get to those and answer those. So we have some super chats we're going to get to here, uh, fellas. Alan Watson with one. Thank you, Alan. As well as it as we ran it today, the play action pass should have been there all day. What happened? They just didn't really try it. it. I mean, really. It yeah, I mean, it wasn't there from I mean, an, an execution standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> right. They didn't do right. it enough. I mean, it's, it's like, here's the thing. You only need to hit like one or two to let that other team know like, hey, man. You Absolutely. Know. And they're going to have to do that next week. Right. They are. And and they right. can do that. They just have to execute it and they have to call yeah. it. So yeah. They didn't need to today. Yep. Will Indy says with Super Chat. Thank you, Will. Br- Brian Mason for Broyles. Loving the blocked punts. That's been the bright spot. I mean, there's been what Blake groupies missed a couple field goals, which, you know, it can't happen, but I don't know. I I've said this guys and I could be wrong. I don't put missed field goals on coaches unless the coaches are in their ear all the time. And, and right. I don't believe yeah. he is, but the rest of it, other than the return against BYU, I mean, this special teams has been lights out. That's why I laughed during a press conference on Tuesday. Some reporters like ask him, he's like, he starts talking about how bad this kick return has been. And I'm like, have you watched this special teams all year? Like, and then of course they get one chance to return a kick today. And Chris Tyree takes it out over past the 30, you know, over, over 30 yards for uh, a really good, you know, drive, but man, they've been great all year. I mean, John Sott's been good. He actually had a little inconsistent day today, but you know, nothing bad, but Brandon Joseph, there was was twice today, fellas, where the ball bounced and I'm like, Oh, it's about to roll. And Brandon Joseph, ran up and grabbed it off the bounce yes. that saved 15, 20 yards. He's yes. done a great job with that all year. He really yeah. has. Like, uh, I think there was one game early. Was it Marshall or Ohio State? I didn't think he did a great job. But other than that, he's great at not about minimizing the bounce. Correct. Getting everyone away, then the ball hits, and, and you then need he plays that. it. Yes. That is such an underappreciated yes. aspect of punt returning yes. is to not let that ball bounce and let them get around yeah. it and down it inside and that the 10-yard line. Matt, Vince, I can't tell you how many times Vince went off about that oh. in the press box. I mean, let me just – or in text or whatever, like, feel the ball, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Seriously, so, man. Just it catch it out of bounds. It's fine. It maddening. Even if you yeah. just catch it and fall down, like it's yeah. better than letting it roll. Like, but Yeah, he's been brilliant. I mean, he has been brilliant this year as a yeah. special teams coach. When they get more speed back there. Did you guys see play. Josh Burnham was running down there on kickoffs today? Did you guys notice that? Yeah, I did. Speaking of, speaking of long speed, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. an impressive-looking athlete, man. We saw it watching him during pregame. Like, that boy is – that boy's yeah. got a chance to do something. They're going to break a couple next year. I forget oh, yeah. Sean, actually, Sean, you texted that during the show. Yeah. You're like, they're, they're going to they're gonna score – what did you say, three? Is that what you said, three? They're going to have three punt returns for touchdowns next year? Because you can just see the blocking. You see the yeah. opportunities that yeah. Brandon just doesn't have the speed and the shiftiness. Right. So when you take advantage but you put of a Peyton Bowen, yeah. Dylan Edwards. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. They'll all of a sudden go from good to dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15 yards. To, no, I mean, that's absolutely right. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tyler Evans with the Zuber Chat. Can we call Notre Dame block punt you? And I love the pick six to start the game. I mean, you're talking about a team that struggled to get turnovers. Right. Starts the game off with a pick six. And here's the thing. It, it was a great read for the interception, but that return was pretty good, too. He yes, had to make it was. some dudes miss. And he almost – he was – Hey, real close to getting that ball stripped. I don't know if anybody. Let's else be saw real, that. fellas. Let's be real about this too. If he doesn't score, it's not a given. Notre Dame gets seven out no. of it. <laughs> you know what I mean with this offense. No. Let's be real about that. And we hadn't seen any offensive plays mm-hmm. up to that point, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we didn't realize. I mean, I I thought that Notre Dame was going to have success running the ball. We didn't know that they were going to be like a hot knife through butter. And the red yeah. zone has been their Achilles heel all season on both sides of the ball. So it's like if he doesn't get in, they may not score here. Yep. So I was like, get in the get yep. in the end zone. Yep. Now they only went they went four of six. Notre Dame's uh, defense offense went four of six in the red zone today. For touchdowns. They went they went six of six overall. Four of six of touchdowns was good. Defense still allowed three touchdowns on three red zone drives. I I just I, I right. can't answer. I can't figure it out. Right. I, I mean. They've literally now, this is now 20 red zone trips and teams have scored 17 touchdowns in 20 yeah. red zone trips. And I think imagine how good this defense's numbers would be if they did, if they would stop doing that. If they could just right. make a stop in the red zone. 
I think it's 12 it's in a row. Crazy. I think it was nine in a row coming into this game, and they did three today. So I think it's 12 in a row. Yep. 12 straight possessions. Yeah. Good Lord. It's nuts. It's nuts. Next super chat, AST12321. You guys are going to have to answer this because I don't watch the TV copy. I was at the game. Uh, AST12321 with a super chat. Thank you very much. Brian, what did you think when announcers talked about how they need to run more duo? I, I tell you how I would have felt. I'd have lost my you-know-what. <laughs> First of all, I, I don't like Greg McElroy, period. But well, you know, anyway, that was the only sane thing he said all day. How about that? Because okay. I, I was very unimpressed with the announcing today. Very, I mean, just and again, I come at it from from a situation where I do this stuff. So, right. like, when you don't know that Jaden Thomas is a wide receiver, not a tight end, that's a massive problem. When Notre Dame has a first and ten, and you are literally playing five defensive backs seven plus yards off. He's like, now's the time to take a shot. I'm like, no, now's the time to hand off. And they did, and they gained 14 yards. It's like, right. dude, what are you? It's not the time to take a shot, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, it was not good. And I didn't listen so, to the game, but I did walk whew. by him before the game. That's how I knew he was doing the game. Oh. Because I walked, he walked past us going into the press box. So it was like, bad. Oh, great. It was bad. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Mary Kay Queen with it. Sean, did you have any comments that you wanted to add about uh, your boy Greg McElroy before we move <laughs> on to Mary's uh, question? Oh, I just man. see your face. He's a good dude, man. He's just <laughs> you, know, you ain't got you know, to lie, Sean. You ain't got to lie. You know, he, no, he didn't. No, literally, the I time I've personally. been around him, he's he's yeah. actually a really cool dude. Man. I don't he, know him personally. He um, he's just not as good as at his job like he's cool in person but he just says some things to make you it was almost like he was a last addition a late addition to the <laughs> yeah. broadcast like they, they called him up this morning and they're like <laughs> dude we need you to do a game here's a right. roster like, memorize I didn't it have a chance to talk to the coaches or anything this because like even here's the thing even if you think Jaden thomas is a tight end it's still not 14 personnel oh, <laughs> you're an eye back I mean, it's about as easy as it is to see that ain't one, that's two. It was rough. It was rough. Mary Kay Queen with a super chat. Thank you, Mary Kay. The team looked great today in a lot of ways. Agree. Lots to feel good about. Agree. But how can Reese get Pine's head right next week? We definitely need him to play better against Clemson. I, I well, don't Mar go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mitch. I was gonna say, I don't blame I don't blame Tommy Reese for Pine's issues today, right? Because I felt like I felt like he set Pine up for some success and he just didn't execute that success. I'm sorry. That's that's the way I saw the game play out. And I I But who I coaches him Monday than, to Friday, Vince? Well, I okay, I get that part. I get that from a play calling standpoint, from a Saturday right, standpoint. But his job is to be the play caller and the quarterback coach. How and do you coach a kid not to skip a ball and you're throwing a 10 yards to the side? He rushed his technique. I mean, that's all I – mean, at some point in time, I mean, look, when the offensive line played with bad technique last year, what did we say? Well, it ain't Jeff Quinn's fault. We said but Jeff Quinn's got to get these guys to play with better technique. I mean, you have two quarterbacks in a row in this this season that have had those issues, right, that have had those rushing the mechanics. I mean, Tyler had some misses mm -hmm. like that where he would just kind of rush his technique and, you know, they're technical issues. I mean, yes, part of this is Drew Pine's fault. Yes, you've got to make that throw, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's no question about it, but it's at the, at the same time, you guys know my stance. When a kid consistently makes the same mistakes over and over and over again, at some point in time, I got to say, what are you doing during the week of practice 
Are you just doing scheme all week and not focusing on the mechanics of it? Are you, I mean, because yeah. if you're going to put in these now screens during the week and you haven't run this a lot, you need to rep the heck out of that footwork wise. Agree with that. And that's what got him in a, his, his technique looked a hot mess. Right. So I mean, I, I get what you're saying, Vince, and you're not wrong. I mean, kids have to take accountability for their play, but his issues a lot of times are just, he's doing the same things over and over again, where I'm just locking on this guy. I'm not seeing this read. And you know, like today, it was like there was the, it's like it, it looked like he had not really been coached up on how to properly catch and turn. I mean, Vince, you know this. When you're going to run that stuff, you've coached high school football, mm-hmm. you've coached offense. You got to if you're going to do something two times in the game, you got to rep it fifty times. Absolutely. And that's just the reps you're going to get in period. That doesn't include you've got to drill it and individual work right. and all that right. other kind of stuff. So no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it, it, that part I'm gonna put on Tommy Reese. Play calling wise, you guys are right. I mean, I. He called plays where guys were open. Drew's like, I don't blame him for not throwing a ball to Tobias Merriweather on time. I don't blame Drew Tommy for that because clearly he knew what the read was. Right. He stared at Tobias the whole time. He just wouldn't wouldn't let it rip. Right. He's got to let it rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you got to do some stuff to get him going. Right. You're going to have to do some more stuff to get him rolled, get him comfortable. That's what they're going to have to figure out a way. And if you're in some of that stuff, you have to coach him up to make sure his technique is where it needs to be. What else? I mean, what else do you want him to give him? I mean, well, here's a thought running RPO. The mayor is like a a layup. But here's here's my thing, Sean. Those type of throws, right? Completely agreed. That's on Drew. But every quarterback misses those type of plays. What happens with Notre Dame is those become exacerbated because the other stuff isn't isn't working right so those kind of misses I mean, we've seen a, we've seen good quarterbacks miss on third down before but Notre Dame's margin for error at with the pass game is so small that that's the kind of thing like you've got to get Drew's confidence going right somehow some way it's when it's during the week of practice play get him out of the pocket run an RPO where he's thrown to a wide open guy on first down not third down and then maybe you don't get into that third down situation where the pressure's ramped up because you were hitting stuff on first and second down. So, again, Drew's got an answer for the things that are on him. The third and three miss, I don't put that on Tommy Reese because I've seen Drew hit that throw eight, nine times. So that's the thing I won't blame on a coach is when I've seen you have success with something, but in a key moment you just miss, that's on you. Right. I've seen Drew Pine hit Michael Mayer a dozen times this year on little five-yard out cuts. Correct. Right? And he whiffed, he missed it. That's on yeah. Drew. Yeah. That's he on Drew. It. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the technique on the screen stuff, that's on the coaching because you clearly didn't get him ready to, to execute from a technique standpoint. Not thrown to Tobias on the post route. I think that's on that's on Drew. I mean, he was looking at it. He knew that's where he's supposed to go with the football. Locking in on Michael Mayer. That's on Tommy because you're still like. Here's the thing. Why are you calling a play on third down where Michael Mayer is your primary read? Can you just give me a couple third downs where he's not a primary read? Where you where the quarterback knows he's a decoy? Now here, here's what I will say. There were a couple. Third downs where he actually he looked at Mayer, came off of him and went because to somebody. There was three dudes on him. Right. <laughs> hey man, he was throwing there before when yeah. there was three dudes on him. Okay. So it's still happening way too much. I, I, I mean, saw Drew Pine take a little baby step, we, man. We no, because you I could point to two or three plays last week where he went away from Mayer. You know, like the third down throw that Lorenzo Styles dropped. Mayer was open. He just went to Lorenzo. I mean, it's just it's it doesn't happen often. That's my thing. Yeah, agreed. And so, you know, those are things where it's like, hey, dude, he ain't a target on this play. You know, call something where Mayer's not a target. You know what I mean? Like, him blocking. Well, I don't know if I want to do that because I want to use him to occupy the defense. Like, I want to, I want to get them, I want them to triple cover him. You just tell Drew, I'm having Mayer run this route because I know they're going to cover him this way. We're throwing behind it. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? That's a, a perfect example of that. I think it was first half, red zone, inside the 10, third down. They saw the edge pressure coming. I would have signaled to Mayer to come back. Don't attach. Block this dude. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to release to the flat, but we have a one-on-one outside, I can work that. I can throw the fade on that or throw the slant on, on that. But just to trust him, because he's not going to stand in there. He's not 6'2". Right. He's not about to stand in there and give Michael Mayer the extra step to be able to run that fade in that situation. And that goes back to him getting banged up the week before and him feeling that. And, no, I'm not about to wait that extra second. Because Mayer, if he had waited an extra half second, was coming open man to man. So – I mean, I get what you're saying. At some point, look, look kid, these are, we're not asking you to do perform miracles. No. We're not asking you to do no, that. No, not, not at all. No. We're asking you to do the simple things in the passing game. Yeah. And if you do those, you'll be fine. You know, he said something interesting this week, and – <laughs> My guy, he said uh, he met with the media. He was like, "Yeah, I was just throwing an extra ten minutes with the wide receivers." And Malik said, "That's not enough." <laughs> yeah, well, on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, you don't need ten minutes because he's got to do a press conference. But yeah. yeah, but I'm like, man, ten minutes isn't enough. He's like, heck no, hmm. like that should be like thirty. But that's like, only on a Tuesday when he's got press obligations and, yeah. and Katie and and. It's not like, see, when Malik was playing, the press would be in the Goog, and we couldn't see practice. And then they would just come kind of walking late. The the press conferences now are, like, right there on the practice facilities. And so it's like, uh, dude, you got to come over here. For all we know, he went back out there afterwards. But but Malik's point is, who would be mad if they came over to you and said, yo, you're going to have to wait another 15 minutes on Drew? Oh, every single person in the media. Yeah, I was going to say. Just, <laughs> every single oh, one. I mean, everyone. But, you know. Everyone. The, the, the point is, is yeah. Well, you're, maybe you're right. Maybe they do it. He's got to put in the work, and he's got to make those plays. And, again, I'm I'm saying he he missed – he made mis- – like, to me, what I'm gonna when I'm evaluating Drew today is the stuff I'm going to blame him for is stuff where we know he can make that throw because he's made it. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like – yeah, that's on you because we know you were coached up to do that because we've seen you do it a dozen times. When I see them put new stuff in and his technique is a mess, like you didn't do enough work that week. Mm-hmm. You know, as a coach, you got to put, if you're going to put something new in, you rep the heck out of it. It's going to get up 60 to 70% of my individual this week is the footwork for this new thing that we're putting in. And so those are things where Coach Reese got to get better. At the end of the day, though, you guys are right also in that Drew's got to step up and say, I got to go make plays. I, I got to go make the reads and I got to go make the plays. This stuff ain't working. I'm watching it on film every single week. And if it doesn't get better, I mean, I, I hate to say this and I don't want to do this. It's not an ideal situation, but at some point in time, you got to say, you got to give somebody else a shot to do it. You know, I mean, if we see the same stuff next week, you know, somebody, some, some of the comments about, you know, I, I, I don't know why some people have a personal issue with, with Tyler Buckner. It's clearly personal at this point in time with some yes, people. It is. You know, but you're talking about Drew Pine and he's the this that, and the other and, and he's completing this and he's 60 percent passer. I'm like, Ty, look, he hasn't been a 60 percent passer in a minute. 
I mean, he was 48.1 against Stanford, 50% against UNLV for Pete's sake. UNLV, and he was sub-50 today. He went nine, 9 of 19 today. He's been a 50 – like, he has a completion percentage the last three weeks that's lower than what Brandon Wimbush did. But he ain't rushing for 200 yards like Brandon Wimbush did against Boston College, right? right. So you live with it when because Brandon will throw a post over your head and he'll run for 50, 60, 70 yards and, and sometimes go off, right? So, you know, some point in time, he's going to have to start making these plays. Yes, there are, but there are things that they can do with the, in the RPO game and things like that um, to make those plays. You, you know, you talk about he's only six feet tall. Okay, then here's a thought. Get him out of the pocket a couple times. Did you guys see how clean he looked on that bootleg where he saw the guy jump? Uh, was it Mitchell Evans or Mayer? I couldn't see it was on the other side. But they jumped the tight end on the bootleg, and he immediately went downfield, saw Dion streaking across on a drag route, turned his – shoulders around and fired that sucker to Dion. Yeah. Simple. It was a one, two read fellas. Yeah. Out of the pocket, no line in front of them. One, two read. Bam. Yeah. Now you can't do that all game, but give him three or four of those. Give him more work on the screen game. I love the now screens. Now coach him up to execute it properly. Run more RPO hitches where he's thrown to the wide side. They were trying to run RPO. They, the only RPO I think they threw today might've been a play action was a throw where the guy was two yards outside the line of scrimmage when, or outside the box when they called it. Come on now. Like, what are you doing? Right? But let him throw some of those wide RPOs, just things to kind of get him into a rhythm. Because, like, the thing I will say is the, the pass game, fellas, is, is it's not super complicated, but it's a lot of low percentage stuff. Yeah. Steam routes, post routes, outside goes, you know, hitting mayor on drags. It's not, I mean, you'll watch nowadays, quarterbacks will throw 35 passes and you'll watch the game. Like nine of them are drop back throws. The rest of them are screens, RPOs, quicks, you know, stuff like that. And those are the things I think that they need to do. And if they're able to do that, then, you know, then it's up to Drew to say, okay, now it's your turn to make those plays. But when they got him out of the pocket today, I mean, Drew's been a pretty good player out of the pocket. You know, he's not a real a threat to run, but he can scramble for five, six yards if you give him room. And he showed today, I mean, he throws ball, pretty good ball on the run, but it simplifies the read. Yes. Right. Exactly. And then you run a couple of those bootlegs and then you haul up and you say you're throwing a backside running back wheel. It's not a read. There's no read. Fake the boot, throw it back to on, on the on the wheel. So there's other things like that too, fellas, where you've got to have some plays where there isn't a read. Yeah. It's just that's where you're going. Oh, it. And, you know, we'll see. But uh, really good questions and really good responses, guys. Great answers from the both of you. Uh, Tyler Evans with a super chat. Thank you, Tyler. Both seven stepped up when Notre Dame needed them. I'll yeah. say this. Foskey did not play real well overall, I didn't think, today. But he did make some very clutch plays yeah. in this game today. But I loved how Audric Estimate bounced back. And here's here's a, here's the Absolutely. Been hard on Tommy Reese even this week. I didn't love the game plan, but I'll say this. I love the fact that the first two plays of this game, which were clearly designed to be the first two plays of this game, were handoffs to Audrey Gustav make. What did Ryan say to you and your guys' show yesterday, Sean? And you agreed with him wholeheartedly. Yeah. My one request for this Notre Dame coaching staff is don't give up on Audric Estimate. Yo, we talked about that in the pregame show today, yeah. Ryan. A hundred percent. I said, yeah. look, if this was last year's staff, he, he might not play again the rest of the year. Yep. Because that's yep. how their doghouse worked. I said, I don't know what this staff is going to do. We're going to find out today, but I pray that he gets – I said, start him today. Put him in yep. the game right away. And they did. They it did. was amazing. Bam, fullback nod. It was Bam, fullback nod. 
Like yeah. I was joking around that Tommy Reese is listening to, to our show as he's walking <laughs> around during pregame. I, well, hey, I and proof, he's reading man. our stuff. Hey, I wrote an article like a week ago <laughs> saying he needs to get Tobias and Dion on the field together. And you I'm know, just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But Audric responds. So how does Audric respond? Right? You show faith in him, right. he's going to reward you. Right. Twenty right. carries for 123 yards and, and two touchdowns. He, protecting that yeah. football, man. Yeah. Two hands when he was yeah. making contact. Like, yeah. Let's get this kid yeah. rolling. That's what. That's how you get your kids to to. That's a that's a player's coach right there. Yeah, and and that's 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 where you want to be. Like, hey man, because now Audric's going to play a little looser, not looser with the football, right? But looser and then like, hey, I'm not going to beat myself up. I made a mistake. Fix it. But you also know, like, you don't want kids looking. You you'd want kids to know there's accountability, and yeah. there was accountability. They benched yeah. him. He didn't go back in the game last week. Accountability. Yeah. But then they brought him back and say, hey, man, we need you. We need you. You're too important for us. You can't do this. Yes. And they give him the ball the first two plays of the game. And and it just was the beginning of, of just a great performance. I loved that. I thought that was a tone setting, not just the physicality yes. of the plays, but it was a tone setting, hey, we believe in you. Now go go do it. And, yeah. and he did it. And yeah. he did it. It was great. It was great. And, he, and to, to Tyler's point, he stepped up. He stepped up. Super chat from Nick Lane. Where can Drew Pine go from here, or is this his ceiling? Look, this isn't his ceiling because we've seen him <laughs> no. play multiple games right. and he's better than this. I, I think right? there's – and we talked about this in the pregame show. I think there's a happy medium. He's got to find yeah. that medium. He's got to find that medium, right? He's not going to be the guy from those first two and a half games. Well, I say you know, first game. I thought he was okay. I thought he was solid against BYU. Yeah, yeah. Solid. I think that, right. that's a repeatable performance for me. Correct. He needs to find North that happy Carolina. Medium. He's not going to be that guy every game. No, no. and you can't no. expect him to be right. Then you're expecting Drew Pine to be to not be Drew Pine, yeah. right? There's a happy medium where he could land where I think he's going to be just fine. He has and that's the BYU that game. Yet. That performance, it yeah. was just solid. You know, yeah. made some nice throws, made some bad reads, and you're just like, come on, dude. You know, but that's who he is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's where that that part's on Drew. Yeah. There's a mental block in his head right now where he just he's pressing. And and Coach Reese has got to find a way to get him out of that. That's the, his job. But at some point in time, you know, to what Sean said is like, at some point in time, he's got to just say, "Hey, I got this." You yeah. know, I got this. And it to, can't man. be because you took Michael Mayer out to force him to read some. I mean, you can't take the best tight end in college football out to force your quarterback no. to go somewhere else. That's dumb. he needs to be on the yeah. field because all if the that time. It doesn't work. Yeah. I'm ripping him for not having Michael Mayer on the field. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. So. No, I would never. Ever, ever, ever take him off the field in a game? Would I take him out during a yep. couple of sessions in practice? Yeah, I would, but I would never take him out on a well, Saturday. But we talked about that. You can only do that, right. in my opinion. I, don't, I know you guys probably talk about it in your show too, but you can only do that if it's if the goal is to you want to rest him. Right. You can't take him out to, as punishment for what Drew's doing. Right. But you say, hey, look, we're going to give him some dr drills off because we're he's taking a beating. Right, and, and the, I, I and think the it's, byproduct of that. There is, you go. Right. It's a byproduct. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because I do want him in every play on a Saturday. So giving him right. some rest during the week, I'm right. okay with that too. Right. And then there's a benefit to that, right? <clears throat> right. And that's exactly the, the byproduct. Jacob Saylor with a super chat. Hey, dad, great win. Go Irish. I don't know who dad is, but I hey, don't know. there you go. Not telling me something um, I didn't you're welcome, son. <laughs> Mike, Michael Burke, 1646. Do you guys know what that means? Ooh. Well, 16 could be Joseph, right? Okay. 46, I got nothing. Today's Michael, you're gonna have to let us know, man, what 1646 means. I'm not sure. I don't quite know what that uh what that means. But uh 
Michael Burke said, Joseph started my day with happiness. <laughs> I mean, he really did. Yes. He really did. I mean, that was just like, that crowd was loud. I mean, they were, and, oh, and he just. It's it. 16 for six. Oh, oh, there you, there there you go. Okay. I, I applaud that. That is really well done, Michael. Really. <laughs> Look at him with the analyze this. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Really well done, Sean. Yes, like Michael, that. that is excellent. That is excellent. Because uh, we normally can kind of figure out what I know. is, you know, what is because the super chats, for those who don't know, anytime Michael gives a super chat, it is a um there's a hidden meaning. There's a meaning behind it. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, really, really well done. Really yeah, well done. That was good. Really Q with a super chat. This team played three, four, three out of four ranked teams and have beaten all of them except one, but lost to, uh, I don't, uh, Stanford at home. Can I today, don't Stanford. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can today be who we are at home too? It'd be nice. It'd, it'd be, be awesome. Nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. I just want all and, the teams the, the rest of the year to be ranked. That's and the one and the one team that they didn't beat. They led for over half the game. They didn't give yes. up the lead to like 30 seconds of like 14 seconds in the third left in the third quarter. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 puzzling. Mm. It's puzzling, really. Q, there's no doubt about it. Another super chat from really Q. How much of the running game and, and dominating line of scrimmage is Tommy Reese designed versus Freeman? As Marcus Freeman said, he wants to be the identity of the team. He had to have a hard talk with Tommy Reese after last game. I'm gonna say, no, I don't agree with that. I mean, they've run for over 200 yards for the last five games, right? You know, Tommy Reese, and all of a sudden try to run the football they tried to run the football uh a, a lot what was it i mean first couple games they tried to run it early in the season vince they just they just weren't good at it you know i mean they just weren't right. good at running the ball early in the right year. right uh, so he's always tried to run it i think i think what it comes down to is i don't think it's either one of them i don't think it's tom reese's design and i don't think it's marcus freeman you know i think it's it's harry he yeah it's you're seeing what a Harry Heastan offensive line looks like. Yes. This is what we said. We said we didn't know how many games it would take. And it took about two and a half games. But ever since the second half of the Cal game, this has been a different offensive line. Even the 150 yards against Stanford. Go back and watch that game again if you like to torture yourself. <laughs> but they're, they're running for four or five yards a pop against nine-man boxes with six blockers. Correct. I mean, it was just it's ridiculous. What the, it's what it was. That's what it was. Ridiculous. I mean, it's just like, okay, this is what this is what what's what's you can count it to. Talent. You have mm -hmm. players. You have talented offensive linemen. They were just they they didn't all of a sudden become talented. They were always talented. They just needed to learn how to play yeah. and be taught how to play. Right. You have really talented backs. Vince, we talked about this this summer. This backfield has a chance to be one of the five best running back groups in the country. And we're seeing that you've had two back-to-back hundred plus, hundred twenty-plus yard performances. Logan Diggs had one hundred thirty this last week. Audric SMA went for one hundred twenty-three this week. Different backs. How many teams can say that? Chris Tyrese had two games where he's been over hundred yards of total offense. How many right. teams can say they've had three backs go for over hundred yards of total offense in non-blowout games? Yeah, meaning like they didn't have a back go for hundred and you know like like Josh Adams against UMass in twenty fifteen, right? Or mop-up minutes. And it, so there's talent. Right. This isn't Harry Heastan taking a, a bunch of bums and teaching them how to be really good football players. It's Harry, it's Harry Heastan taking talent that existed last year. Remember how bad Zeke Carell was last year? <laughs> I do. Zeke Carell with good coaching? Yeah. Or Zeke Carell with bad coaching? Zeke, Zeke Carell, Carell with good coaching super is a dude. Yeah. He struggled the first couple games just like everybody else on offense. But yeah. ever since that second game, ever since really about halfway through the Cal game, 
Zeke has been really good. Yes. Really good. He was terrible last year. Why? Good coaching versus bad coaching. It is sometimes that simple. Yeah. And, I mean, the talent was always there. Correct. It's just now the talent's being put in position to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're thriving. I have another super chat from Milton fan, uh, caveman voice. Don't hold out on this, Vince. So I don't know what that means. Uh, it's 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 a it's a sports talk thing. I I once mistakenly uh, used kind of a silly voice for uh, Tommy Reese and like the obvious things that you need to do. And uh, Milton fan really enjoys that for some reason. So okay. you just got to that, come back, man. I don't know. Is, that, is I... that something you did on IB Nation Sports Talk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna save the caveman voice for IB Nation Sports Please. Talk. Yeah, that'll be you. that'll be a unique th- thing to I, them. And I'll give it to you, man, because you gave us a super chat. I'll give it to you later, you know, in the week. <laughs> okay. Um, M- M- Mackie McKay Rippy throwback game. The ABC crew seemed disappointed. Notre Dame owned the orange. Big step did. forward if we play with this intensity at home. Yeah, it's a good sign when ESPN's like if they if that's in fact how it went down, that ESPN's bummed that Notre Dame dominated because their storyline got diminished. Oh, so 100%. I, I can only imagine how the pregame storyline was about Syracuse. I'm sure. So, oh, I, I, I purposely didn't watch a lot of the pregame stuff, but it was. I haven't watched game day all year, and it's so wonderful. The, the in-game banter was very much that way, and yeah. uh, it was annoying. Well, I mean, Notre Dame fans should be used to that. I feel like the NBC crew also. I know. Well, you know, well okay. that. I know this is a tangent, but I'm going on it anyway. Why are they bringing somebody from the other team onto the NBC broadcast at halftime? Yeah, like they was that just they, for Stanford? Done, no, they do that every week. They have done that every home game. Every home game, Brian. Why? Why? Why do I need to see Kenny Maine, who is a backup quarterback at UNLV, talk about that game? Why? Hey, Kenny Maine actually played football. He was yeah. a backup court. He he backed yeah. up Randall Cunningham or something. Yeah, yeah. I got to hear that like thirteen times during the broadcast. Yeah, he, really, he had some really good uh, college stories. If you uh, yeah, he but he messed up his knee and it ended his career. Yeah. But uh, but yes, he was a quarterback, a D one quarterback. Wow, who knew? Okay. Hey, and Ryan Ryan just texted me. He said, "Tell Michael that he needed to put Brandon. Jo- he needed to put Brandon Joseph yards in that super chat." <laughs> he said 16 for 29 and six, which would have been, would have been 1,642 and 96. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I kind of have to be uh, right on that one, uh-huh. but uh, we always appreciate it. And thank you for the super chat. Uh, Mr. Rippy Isaac Aldape says Notre Dame found the perfect strategy to adopting for noise in the second half, completely clear out the stadium. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make everyone go home. Yes. I'll tell you what, man, that was a loud, stadium today was it was very loud stadium yeah because it's i mean it's only fifty five thousand people but it's a dome it traps everything inside it got loud it got loud and guess what notre dame handled it well outside of that one series because that's what they practiced imagine that it went on the road against a ranked team and actually prepared for noise who knew who knew uh that was a shot to the 2019 georgia game by the way for those who don't know Another super chat from Tyler Evans. Thank you, Tyler. I told you, Vince, that special teams would make a play, yeah. but I said punt return, but I'll take the pick six. Hey, man, punt return set up a touchdown today. They blocked a punt that Notre Dame yeah. recovered the two. No, wait a minute. Didn't they kick a field goal on that drive? No, no, that was a, that was no. another drive they got inside. No, the because they, they yeah. punched it in on the first yeah, play. That was another that drive. I'm thinking of another drive where it was Syracuse that settled for a field goal 
and like yeah. So anyway, sorry or no? Hold on a second. What am I thinking of? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Sean Swain with a super chat. Thank you, Sean. Uh, one name I'm I've been looking for all season, but never hear about is Jordan Patelho. Just want to give a much deserved shout out. Overall thoughts on Jordan Patelho? I mean, he played well today. He had the big sack late. I thought he played well when he came in the second half. He did. He did did a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of his role at the moment is to kind of come in when the game is no longer really in doubt. Although he's been a he's been pretty good on special teams as well. He hasn't gotten a bunch of defensive snaps uh, this year, but he's he's been all over special teams. And obviously, well, I have a problem with Jordan Batello because he couldn't corral that uh, that block punt. He let that little he let the talker get the ball away from him. So yeah. He did that. All right. <laughs> Talker recovered the fumble. <laughs> oh, boy. I just got a text message, fellas. Somebody, because I don't look at scores really. I, I, I do at times, but today I haven't looked at scores. So this week we did our predictions, and I was the only person that predicted Kansas State to beat oh, Oklahoma well, State. You're winning that one. Holy moly. Did you guys see the score of that game? You didn't predict this. It's 41 to nothing. I predicted a three-point win. <laughs> you didn't predict I that. didn't predict this. <laughs> 41 to nothing. I did say that I think that Oklahoma State's played like five really tough <clears throat> games in a row that I think they're going to hit a wall. That, yeah. That's one heck of a freaking wall yeah. that they hit today. Good Agreed. Lord. That is Spencer Sanders going out. Did yeah. he get hurt? Yeah. That's Oh, that's not good. That's the big thing. That's not good. I hate seeing stuff like that. 41 to nothing. Wow. It's 35 nothing at halftime. Maltavius with a super chat. Thank you, sir, very much. Got a chance to meet him at the uh, Jeremiah Love commitment ceremony. There's a nice. time to get into somebody's you-know-what. There's also a time to build somebody up. TR needs to read the room. However, overall, good game. I will say this. Number one, I agree with Sean completely. Stop showing him in the press box. You're doing it to try to catch him in a moment. Correct. And I hate yes. gotcha stuff. Yes. However, I'm also a believer – that on Saturdays when you're calm as a as a as a position coach, as a coordinator, you 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 have your energy Monday to Friday. Saturday's kind of a chill out mode. You know what I mean? Because eventually you yell at a kid enough, he's just gonna start tuning you out. Yeah. Right. That's just kind of my two cents on it. But look, the reality is is but that's I mean, coaching is frustrating when when you when you feel like you've coached a kid up to do something and he doesn't do it. It's it's it can be it can be frustrating. Milton fan 15 with a super chat, another super chat. How would be uh, Harry? He would be a good offensive coordinator for some team. There's a reason Harry. He has never been an offensive coordinator. A because Harry. He doesn't want to be an offensive coordinator, which means he would not be in a good offense. Some people are just meant to be. Look, some coordinators are not meant to be head coaches. Yeah. Some assistant coaches are not meant to be coordinators. Yep. That's just the reality of it. And they're just better there. That's okay. Which, yeah. It's I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yep. Uh, the comeback kid said, you guys mentioned Jordan Patel. He looked great. He definitely looked good late. I mean, I thought that they they put some waves in the second half against yeah. them a little bit, and he had some good okay. rushes uh, late in the game. There's no doubt. He hit, I mean, what was he was the one. There was one play. I thought Riley Mills got the pressure because Jordan cleaned up the sack. Yeah. And I thought that Riley pressured him into Jordan. Well, what happened, Jordan had the initial pressure, pushed him into Riley, then Riley pushed him back into Jordan. It's a yeah. great motor play. Yeah. It's just that's you just hope that you can see more of that version of Jordan Patelho, not the one we saw against Marshall. Because if that version of Jordan Patelho can can help you, then you're gonna you're gonna have some some more speed kind of coming at teams off the edge. 
because he is a twitchy kid coming off the edge, fellas. There's no speaking, doubt about it. Speaking of picks, my upset special definitely hit. What was which was yours again? I had Louisville over Wake Forest. Yep. Louisville's winning that game with 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 48 to 14. Wow. That's going to save Satterfield's job. Um, so I did Man. not pick that as my upset, but I did say to Ryan that I said, don't be shocked. There was a couple games I said, don't be shocked by today. Uh, one of them was that. One of them was obviously I picked Kansas State to beat to beat, uh, to beat that. But I did say that was another one that I, that I thought. I thought Cal might give Oregon a game today too. That didn't happen. My, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, I'm trying to think yeah, what my also, you also picked uh, the corn huskers. I just like the point. No, that. I didn't. I joked. I joked with you, and and Ryan said to me today before the show, he goes, "Do you really think that Nebraska be on?" I said, "No." Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just okay. messing with Sean. <laughs> no, I don't think that that. I you know what? I don't remember what my upset pick was. I may have picked Nebraska on my upset just to mess with you, and then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be upset with myself. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, what do we call it? The upset week nine, right? Is that what it was? Let me go find out. I don't remember what my what my pick was for this week. I did pick Nebraska over Illinois just to mess with you. So yeah, I did do that one. That was a dumb pick. Yeah, but, but Ryan asked me. You can ask Ryan, Sean. He said before he gets, do you really think Illinois can beat or Nebraska? Can beat them? I said no. I don't think they can beat them. They, bar- they barely beat Rutgers. You know what I mean? Like they beat Indiana and Rutgers and lost to Purdue. Like no, I don't think they can. Uh, what was the other upset picks this week? You, Sean, did you have you had Texas or Ole Miss? Is that tonight? That's tonight. And Andrew uh, McDonough had Northwestern over Iowa. That didn't go well. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan had Northwestern, North Texas over Western Kentucky. Is that Ooh. was that a night game too? No. North Texas is killing Western Kentucky right now. So Ryan's going to get that one right. North, Western Kentucky was a ten point favorite. It's thirty three to thirteen right now. Uh, and then Sean Styers had Missouri. Uh, beating South Carolina, and they are currently beating them twenty-three to ten. So, yeah, yeah. So we had some. Our staff had some really good upset picks this week, fellas. Really good yeah. upset, upset picks this week. Who knew? All right, Zach and Notre Dame with the. We all picked Notre Dame to ups, upset. That's true. Upset Syracuse today. So there we that go. That is true. Zach Martin said, "Is is TCU being eight zero or Ohio or Oklahoma State getting shut out against Kansas State and more surprising? I think TCU because to me." The, the shutout's just a bad game. Mm-hmm. TCU being undefeated means week after week after week. And yeah. anytime, like somebody says, what's more what's more impressive? Like, a, a, you know, a, a guy that has like a five home run game, which I don't think it still has never been done before, right? Would that be more impressive so. or a guy that, you know, like, or Hank, the fact that Hank Aaron had over 700 home runs and never hit 50. Right. Never hit 50 home runs. That's just consistent. Right? To me, it's the sustainability yeah. of the yeah. greatness is always yeah. the more impressive yeah. thing for me. Like that, that's more impressive than you know, setting the single season record, for example. Yeah. You know, uh, it's you were great year after year after year after year after year for a long time. So on a smaller scale, a team that's winning week after week after week, and we didn't think they were gonna be able to win like that, is the more impressive thing. Yeah, and and you know, the more surprising thing as well to me david kiss with a super chat should we pl- should we offer to play at clemson as you know david i joked about this and you can ask ryan i said this to him and his dad when we we're walking to stadium i said if i'm jack swarbrick i'm on the phone calling clemson's ad saying hey let's trade we'll come to you come to our we'll go to your place this year because Notre Dame and clemson play next year's next year as well y'all come to our place next year but we yeah, won't play you it. at clemson next week right. Right, let's good. flip it 
Let's flip it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of high team, school stadiums that are open, you know, over the weekend. Guys, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why <laughs> this team is so good away from home. I do not understand it, but they are. They're just, yeah. they're much better away from home. And they're proved to five to three and five and three. And, you know, you just, it was a much needed win. Patrick Flanagan, please, ticket holders, do not make next Saturday another Nebraska 2000 or Georgia 2017. Sure hope that's true, but I have a feeling if that's going to happen, it has already happened, unfortunately. Yeah, I just I hope I hope there's a, a lot of green and blue. There, and there's gonna be a lot of orange. Week. I'm sorry. It's gonna happen just because of the way the season's gone. If Notre well, Dame was better and but that's no excuse. I, I'm not that's saying no that it is, but I'm saying that's the reality. The other thing, too, is Clemson fans were denied their opportunity to get this moment two years ago. That is also true because of COVID. So they I come. was denied the moment too. That's why I'm yeah. guarantee I'll be there. I made it up to you and let you have the Syracuse game later in the South Florida game earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> if Vince just said so many things with no words just now. <laughs> hey, if well, I'm in your yeah. shoes, I'm doing the exact same thing because yeah. we were only allowed one person in the press box that year. Yeah. I'm doing the exact same thing, yep. man. But yep. Mm, Yep, I get it. I get it. Don't blame me. Don't blame the people that have the stupid rule. I know. So anyway. <laughs> Rally Q with Super Chat. Props to Harry Heastan then on this O-line and helping the running game. Does, does Notre Dame have the talent to pound the rock and out muscle the rest of their schedule? Yes, but only if they add a bit more to the run game, fellas. I don't think yeah. they can just A-gap run, A-gap run, A-gap run all, all game right. against Clemson. But yes, Navy they can do they can do exactly what they did today and, and run for 300 yards on Navy. They can do exactly what they did today and run for over two bills against Boston College. Mm -hmm. They can do exactly what they did today and run for over 200 yards against USC. Will they beat USC? That's a different question. Sure, you know because you're going to have to complete some passes, right? But yes, they Clemson's a different story because Clemson's uh, dudes in the front seven, oh, yeah. flat out dudes, and you're going to have to have something to mess with their eye discipline. So you're going to need a different type of game plan, but the the philosophy of pounding the rock and out muscling them, yes, I think Notre Dame's capable of doing that at Clemson next week. I, I do, like doing it like it did, like it looked like today. No, I don't see that. I'll tell right. you this: if they if they make Clemson's D line and front seven look like Syracuse's today, which I do not think is going to happen, I do not expect that. Then they then Harry Heastand right. deserves a humongous raise and he is the Broyles award winner then they just need because to FedEx, that is a talented front seven they need to FedEx the Joe Moore award winner you know trophy to the Goog the next day yes <clears throat> yes but hey we're just gonna go ahead and yeah we're gonna call we're gonna call we're gonna we're gonna call this race early okay yeah. we're, we're gonna call this one early okay Charlie Weiss's last belt loop appreciate the super chat buddy he says a lot of potential can come from this win I felt there were some things that we need to be that need to be fixed going forward. Tobias catches that that catch. Great. Yeah, I'll put that on Tobias. That was a bad ball. It was a good defense and a bad, and a late ball. Yeah, um, but yeah, maybe moving forward, he gets in the weight room, he'll, he'll catch that ball. But I don't, I don't. As a receivers coach, I wouldn't put that one on Tobias. Yeah. But here's the thing I like about today's game that Charlie hit on. The guys, there was a lot to clean up from today's game. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like, this was not anywhere in the same in the this was in in the universe of playing to your full potential. Not even close. Not even close. Your quarterback went 9 of 19 for 116 yards, and 37 of those yards came on one pass. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to clean up, and they still dominated. Yeah. 
that's the I mean, that's almost the best part about today. Like if they'd have won 41 24, like man, they they played as good as they could have played. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, there's still there's still a lot more improvement for this team to make. And that's that's where you want to be as a coach, right? When you can when you can pop into film and say, look how we dominated this team, guys, and there's a lot we got to get better at. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where you want to be as a coach. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Matt Calthen says, did Freeman put more people in the booth? In other games, it was always just Tommy and one GA and Tyler Buckner. I, I don't know what this is in reference to. Do you guys have any idea what this is in reference to? Well, that was no, like it was just a small box. Yeah, it was a really small box, so it looked crowded. It looked crowded. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. Well, That's aren't the offense and defensive coaches at home games also in different boxes? I don't think so. No, I think they're all at in home? the same one. But I don't know that for a hundred percent because I haven't yeah. seen the new setup because they're on the opposite side of us. Yeah. But it was just a cramped box, and so they were like yeah. stacked on top of each gotcha. other, so it just mm-hmm. looked more full. Yeah. Um, I just don't I don't think that was the case. I think it's the gotcha. same as it's always been. Gotcha. I, but I'll also say it must have been cramped because Tommy came out of the box and was on the field. <laughs> and I don't think that was an accident. I don't think that was yeah. because of the way they were playing. I think he's like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You guys, somebody didn't shower today. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it was a guy standing like right behind him. There was no this dude, did, this dude, this dude hanging over me didn't brush his teeth today. I'm out. I'm right. out. It's 4124. I'm out. Uh, Michael Ryan with a super chat. Thank you so much, Michael. Hey, guys, great show. Really enjoy the banter. Yeah, it's a lot more fun when they win. You know, it's a lot more – and they play well in a win. That's the thing. It's like – like Sean and I were like, man, I don't even want to do the show. Like, we like we had that conversation before the show. Like, I don't even want to do the show today because I don't want to yeah. keep repeating the same stuff over and over, and over and over again. And, you know, and not enjoying a win because it was not an enjoyable win. Today was an enjoyable win. Like, to th- this is Notre Dame football. Beat them up. And a good team. A team that's not inferior to you to the degree that UNLV was. Correct. Milton fan with a super chat. Win feels great. You guys do a great job. Thank you. No hard feelings, Vince, even though my kids are now in tears because of the letdown. Totally kidding. Dang. Wow. He, went, he, he hit you with the his kids are crying because you didn't give them the caveman yeah, That's voice. harsh. Just tell your kids they need to learn patience. This is a good teachable <laughs> moment. They need to learn patience. They'll get it on. They'll get it this week, Vince. Maybe I know he's. I know he's joking around, which I totally love and appreciate. And yeah. uh, Milton, Milton is a he is a regular in our our shows at yeah. night. So appreciate him yeah. very much. Yeah, we we love Milton. There's no doubt. <laughs> All right, we have another one from Alan Watson with a super chat. Thank you, Alan. Can we get Steve and Jelly more playing time? I thought that linebacker killed Drew. They got him in at the end of the game, and I think normally that doesn't happen. So, Sean, let me ask you a question because you said – so I wasn't looking at that moment. So no. is it just because you saw him yell down to Tommy and then Amelia Angel- – is that what made you say that that he that was Marcus's call to put him in the game? No, it was the way it was shot on TV. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, who was he yelling at? Mm-hmm. And then you see Angeli come into the game, and then you see Drew Pine standing next to Tommy in that direction and it's like oh okay like he's telling get him out of there like we got this wrapped up mm-hmm. get him out right so, so. i wish they'd have let him throw honestly Who i really wish they'd have let him throw yeah I, I do i wish they'd have just he's gonna have to throw a pass at some point in time you, you know think so. not throw a bomb you know throw a comeback you know get a bootleg or something yeah you know? something yeah. simple something. a simple throw yeah. a screen yeah, not 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 a something. running up the score play action you know double move you know yeah. throwback thing yeah i got, got yeah not what happened to y'all vince it's just like a yeah. you know <laughs> that's funny that i was like yeah. thinking that exact same thing i was like yeah mm-hmm. exactly 
Yeah, exactly. Hugh Murtha with a super sticker. Hugh, thank you very, very, very much. Vince, can you see if maybe there was a question after that, just in case there was he, he tried to ask a question as well? Otherwise, if it's just a super sticker, we appreciate you very, very, very much. Uh, Johnny Jimenez says, oh, I'm sorry, go Irish sorry, super yeah. show. Love the analysis. Thank you, Hugh. We appreciate that very much. And we met several uh, Irish breakdown fans today. It was so great to see people. I had people awesome. coming up in the press box and, and got to take a picture with some fans, which was awesome. Nice. Uh, so we, we just love it. It's, you know, that stuff didn't happen a couple years ago. It's, it's kind of yeah. the first, this year is the first time, you know, Vince is every time Vince goes out in public, somebody says something and we appreciate oh, it. Right? Vince is a superstar. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there's That's no, doubt. A superstar. I did but want like, to tell the story that last night when I was at the high school game and I was, you know, monitoring the, the pen, student section, the pen, uh, Fort Wayne yeah. Carroll game. Yep. And I was monitoring the student section, doing my job, freezing my butt off. Somebody comes up. It's like, are you Vince? I was like, yeah. He's like, Love the podcast, man. The love it, Vince? love it. I'm like, the all right, Vince? man, thanks. Shook his hand, thanked him for listening. You know, it was awesome. You know, it took the sting out of that loss last night, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at but, you. You always just answered it on the yeah. Vince. You know, the Vince. The Vince. <laughs> are you the Vince? From our breakdown, the Vince? That is not what I say. You guys are putting words in my mouth. No, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. <laughs> Oh, but it was right, great. Right. It was great. To, it was great to see the people today. It was great to see you know Irish breakdown fans and and it just it just speaks to the community we have, which I love so much. Uh, oh, it really absolutely. was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. Last couple, uh, Johnny Jimenez says coming from Texas to cheer the Irish Notre Dame by a million. Well, Johnny, if you're coming next week, we're gonna have a tailgate. So Sean and I had a little deal. So Sean's gonna be there uh, tomorrow too. Sean's got some decisions he's got to make about the tailgate for next week. I do. But I gotta I let my mom know what's coming for okay. you. Okay. Right. So so uh yeah, he's gotta he's gotta make some food choices. So so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what he does. I'd find out maybe tomorrow. So see looking at him licking his lips, just thinking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Johnny, we hope tailgate. we get a chance to meet you. We'll be at the tailgate tomorrow. And then Milton fan 15. Uh at least we can get we can uh, say that Drew Pine is a tough kid. There is no doubt about oh. that. I yeah, will never no ever 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 challenge Drew Pine as a tough you? kid. Or as a competitor, or as yeah. a leader, none of that. That is all yeah. asked and answered, man. Like, yep, it's got to execute. Yeah, exactly. Got to execute. Simple <clears throat> yep. as that. Mark E. Stewart. I'll let you guys kind of handle this one because I, I was. I'm not sure which place on my maybe the the early slide pass, but uh, Mark E. Stewart says, "Why is Cam Hart having uh, struggling tackling in open field? The times in the past this season, it's been out of control. I'm not sure what play he's referring to today." Was, but, was he the one that missed the tackle? Uh, it was a third down play. On the first drive, the first touchdown yeah, that, drive that, that they had. Yeah. It was a screen, and he had an opportunity well, to make the tackle and didn't. That's the only yeah. tackle he missed today, though. Yeah, I, yeah. and that, I really I, – I talked to people on social media during the game about that play. I was more upset about um, the linebacker flow wasn't there. It's like linebackers have to flow inside out. On that screenplay, and and uh, Ramon Henderson played it. Poor, Ramon Henderson plays it awful. That was his man yeah. coming across. He gets caught up, yeah, and doesn't get out there and pursue. If he just comes straight down the line, he meets that guy like four or five yards and makes the tackle. Yeah, and then Cam tried to avoid his man that was coming to block him, and tried to make a play as he went by, and the guy made a play and went inside of him. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. It wasn't like he was head up with the guy. Cam avoided the block, tried to make the tackle, and the guy cut back on him. So I can't 
yeah, I would have loved for him to make a spectacular play. That's exactly what it would have been if he had yeah. made the tackle. It would have been a really great play, but like you said, I think Houston just played it bad and the linebackers didn't flow. When a player struggles that way, it's it's gonna happen. I mean, now all of a sudden, every time it's in a situation where it couldn't look like that, you're gonna assume it was. I've seen a lot of people say Benjamin Morse got abused today. Got beat a couple times. He also made a lot of plays today too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, and one I don't beat. even put on one I don't even put on him because I think he was supposed to, he was told to line up that way and he right. gave up his inside. I, I don't even right. put that on him. You you were beat before the well, play. Well, we, was we think he was. He may have he may have not had the coverage okay. right, and that's and, fair. You know what I mean? But, but like he yeah. was beat before the ball was even snapped. Yeah. He got beat. He got beat once deep, but that was a well thrown ball. I mean, I thought yeah. he also had several good plays as well. That's going to happen to a young kid. I You're thought really Cam was really against good a, you know, Cam was good. Yeah, he should have had an interception. He drunk. He anticipated oh, the route. Jumped beautiful. it. Houston Houston had a missed tackle. On a on a play he should have made, but now yeah. he was solid. And DJ, I don't know what DJ's at. DJ's had a, a rough few games in a row now in space. Yeah. yeah, he really has. They were able to avoid a little bit. I thought Xavier Watts was solid today, from what yeah. I saw. I thought you know I thought he was pretty good today too. But yeah, secondary got beat a couple times, a couple blown coverages. But there's also a lot of plays because the thing is, y'all can't see the stuff that we that that's not on right. TV. Like y'all don't see how many times they that that they tried to go at Benjamin and he just locked the dude down, which is why the quarterback ended up scrambling. Right, right, and and so no, he 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 got beat a couple times today. It's a lesson learned for him, but he also made some play. I mean, he was in great coverage on the interception, the uh, the second Brandon Joseph interception, and that kid didn't have a chance to make that catch, no. even if Brandon wasn't there. He's a true freshman playing yeah. bump and run primarily eighty percent of the time, which says a lot about what the Notre Dame coaching staff thinks of him, <laughs> because they just put him on an island. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot. So, but you know, things like that. Some sometimes you need games like today because it's it's a teachable moment. Like, hey, you you know, you got to transition better here. Hey, you were misaligned. Like, yes, you're playing this way with this. Like, here's an example, like the Vince, the play we're talking about, right? Maybe they want him to open up that way, yeah. but he's only supposed to open up that way from inside leverage. He was lined up with outside leverage. Right. I'm just like hypothetically speaking, right, 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 absolutely. And so, if you open up that way with with inside leverage, it's it's going to differ because you're opening up that way to take away the inside and then play the outside breaking route, right? I mean, there are things like that where maybe he was misaligned, where you got to learn that stuff better. But when he just lines up and plays, man, he is really good. Sure. Really good. Mm-hmm. And I understand the pickle you're in there uh, if you're going to go man coverage because if you play him inside and press, then you just throw in a fade route to a six foot five kid who's really good catching fade routes. Yeah. And then you go man. It's like, so you almost kind of say, like, maybe you shouldn't go cover zero there. That's just a thought. Just a thought, you know, because it usually doesn't work out really well for you. But anyway, well, that's going to do it for today's show, fellas. And I want to thank everybody for being with us. Thank you for the super chats, but thanks to everybody who's on the show today. Good win today, fellas, right? As yes. a coach, there's definitely plenty of stuff to clean up. I still have a lot. The, the, the offensive game plan for me still leaves a lot to be desired, uh, but it was better. But, man, we saw the O-line dominate. The running backs were fantastic. The D-line made a ton of plays. The special teams were fantastic. Yeah. And, Sean, I think you nailed it. I, I, I think and hope that this is truly that moment that you and I discussed a couple weeks ago that Marcus Freeman put his stamp on this football team. Yep. And if they can now build on that, then this team, this finish to this season could be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We will, I'm not sure right now. It just depends on uh, my travel plans, whether I can get back right now. I think the plan is that Vince and I are going to do the show on Monday night. 
uh, is the plan as of right now. Does that work for you, Vince? So I'll have I'll be I got an eight hour drive to make tomorrow. So I'd rather not <laughs> rush to right. put t- some clips together. So we'll be able to watch the film. So we won't have a show tomorrow, at least not a planned show tomorrow, uh, as of right now. And then Monday, that wasn't a, a tease, but like I mean, if I decide to you know record Ooh. something in the hotel for fifteen we'll minutes, talk, I put something Monday out. is yeah. Halloween. It is Halloween. Yeah, it's eight yeah. o'clock. Aren't the kids supposed to be back? Are you guys still handing out candy? Hopped up on candy at that yeah. point. Shoot. Well, we'll see. Maybe we Ryan and I'll do it. Noise. Well, no, Ryan's, we'll, we'll, Ryan's got a one-year-old too. We'll figure it out. We'll talk we'll about it, out. it. We'll talk about it. But uh, we'll we'll be back Monday. <laughs> Ryan and Sean will have their recruiting show on Monday. And then, of course, we'll be back to preview Clemson. Big week coming up, fellas. But you needed this win to get to next week. Absolutely. Right? So step one, you got. Right? And then we got a couple super chats here real quick. I felt bad for the Williams kid today with the ankle injury, it looks like. And then Tom DeMay with a super chat says, just thanks for the great show and great content throughout the week. You guys all do a great job. We appreciate that, Tom, very much. And and Tyler, thank you for all your super chats today. Guys, great job today. Wonderful job. Uh, Enjoyed doing the show today. And it's a lot more fun to do these shows when their name gets a win. So for Sean and Vince, I'm Brian. You all have a great rest of your day. Enjoy that Notre Dame victory. We can worry about Clemson on Tuesday, right? We're going to have that 24-hour rule. Where you yes. are ordered to enjoy this win because this was a very good win. So have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.